BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Placing a trade shouldn't be complicated. It should be smooth as butter. The Fidelity app makes investing easy with zero commission U.S. stock and ETF trades, no account minimums, and fractional shares trading. Fidelity, where nothing comes between you and the trade. That's smooth. Download our app free from the App Store or Google Play. Sell orders are subject to an activity assessment fee from $0.01 cent to $0.03 cents per $1,000 of principal. No account minimums apply to retail brokerage accounts only. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. Hello? Hey, this is Ivy. Yeah. How are you doing, Ivy? Oh my gosh, is this Lyle? Yes, it is. Oh, that's so crazy. Um, Hi, how are you? I'm good, man. How are you? Uh, I'm good. I've got COVID, so this is kind of cheering me up. I'm glad to hear that. How is your um, uh, COVID experience going? Are you? Is it a mild thing, or is it a... Uh, uh, a a serious horrible. one. It's pretty serious. I have a high viral load, um, and it's just not been a fun experience for me. So, well, what else is going on with you, uh, Ivy? It says here. Well, why don't you tell me? I, I, I sometimes I get sick of doing the "it says here" thing, and I just want to hear it from the person. Sure. Sure. Um, so, I thought this would be kind of like lighthearted and fun to talk about because. I can laugh at it. Um, I have a like a, a fantasy of like attraction to giant men, um, <laughs> and the question like I've told a few people about that that are really close to me, and they're always like, "Oh, so like seven foot," and I'm talking about like two hundred feet. Hmm. So like uh like an actual like giant like Jack and the Beanstalk type character Godzilla vibes. Yes. So yeah. tell me would it be so like being the damsel from King Kong would be like your absolute dream. Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Interesting. So, what wh- I'm curious with this: what is the closest you can get to that? Is it like a, just a seven foot tall guy? Um. Well, so my boyfriend. So I'm five foot three, and I'm only like one forty. And my boyfriend is six foot three, and he's two forty or two fifty. So, with our relationship, we already kind of have like a significant height difference. Um, Mm -hmm. and it's weird because I'm not like I see like really tall guys and they're usually really skinny so I'm not attracted to that Um, Mm. so it's like you're either like (laughs) because I like I like big guys like (laughs) not just like gigantic but like also like kind of bigger you know Um, like like heavier you know guys who like uh, are a little overweight um, not overweight. I really like the strong dad bods. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, like just so, strong dude. So what is attracted? What is attractive to you about a two hundred foot tall man? <laughs> just, I guess it's just like the extreme power imbalance that exists between the like myself and the giant. Like, um. <laughs> Um, it's like, I don't know, it's, it's, it's very hot that, like, there's, for some reason, there's something about me that's valuable to this, like, godly person, like, you know? (laughs) Interesting, like, like, so, the idea that this guy is 200 foot tall, he's a giant, he is, like, you know, to 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 you, to him, you're basically like the size of an ant, and yet yeah. he still cherishes you, as if yeah, you were his he's size. Like a, he's like a god. Yeah. Interesting. So it's it's yeah. it's not just the it's not so this is not just like the physical thing. It's also the the implications around it, the godlike stature of this yeah. two hundred foot tall guy. But it is it is also. It is also definitely like the physical uh, stuff, like just <laughs> being like very like helpless and small, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, interesting. So, can I can I ask? And you know, we don't have to get into this territory unless if you want to. But wh- how would one even like? How would a normal sized human? even have like a sexual relationship with a 200 foot tall guy how would that how would that even work <laughs> um well obviously like sex is out of the question like normal penetrative sex um but like the <laughs> how explicit can i get how explicit do you want me to yeah, get? as explicit as you want okay um so a lot of the because there's a few like forums that I'm a part of because it's a small community of people that are into, you know, giant men and tiny women. Um, but a lot of the tropes I see are like a dude using the chick as like a masturbation aid, like putting her up against his dick and like <laughs> rubbing one out, you know? Um, like, wait, so, so, so when you say rub, like, all right, so like he has you in the palm of his hand. And then he starts like jacking off. Wouldn't that kill you? <laughs> Probably. But okay, so um, I guess because it's a fantasy, you can like, you know, shift it to whatever you want. And most of the time in the scenarios, the the tiny women are kind of like very indestructible. You know, like they can take a lot. Mm-hmm. Because I'm not into like the the hard stuff where like. The woman like gets eaten or like dies horribly, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you like? W- w- like, I would think, like, uh, like the guy would like lay down. You'd have to find. You'd have to find like a fucking football field or something, where the guy could like lay <laughs> down, and you could kind of climb his dick like it was like a mountain, like using the veins as like grip points and shit. Yeah, well, alternatively, there's, like, the much more feasible option, if you could call it that, where the woman is just tiny and the man is, like, regular-sized. 
Oh, so, okay, so you... Right, okay, so that's an interesting uh, idea. How would you feel, like, your boyfriend, for example? How would you feel mm-hmm. if you got shrunk down to a tiny size, so to you, he's a giant guy? Or is it not... This Is is that essentially the same thing? Yeah, I would, I would love it. Like, as long as I'm, like... You know, if I'm, like, two inches tall and he's just normal-sized, that'd be amazing. Or, alternatively, I'm normal-sized and he's gigantic. Hmm. Tell me more about these forms. What's going on on these forms? <laughs> um, well, <laughs> it's it's really small. Like, um, most of the, the community... So, the, the fetish is called macrophilia. Most of the community... Um, into like giantesses and that's just not like I've, like large men and small females are so underrepresented but the forums are just like um stories like smut and um that kind of stuff so is it frustrating to you that you have this fantasy that is physically impossible to play out? Um, well, there, so obviously, like, you can't really play it out that much, but um, there are things like my boyfriend and I that, because my boyfriend knows about it, and he, um, I wouldn't say that he's, like, super into it, but he he definitely, like, tries it out for me. Um so, like, one thing is uh, a few months ago, we went to the Ren Fair and I found these, like, fairy ears. And um, so I put them on and he thought it was, like, really hot that I looked like like a fairy. And so um, he, like, <clears throat> we, like, did, like, role play kind of to where, like, I was a fairy and he, like, captured me or something. Do you find Shrek attractive? <laughs> no, no, I no. Because when I when I'm imagine I'm imagining like when you're talking about this like giant guy, I'm imagining like a really tall Shrek. <laughs> no, just like no monsters or anything. Just like a a normal like guy, but he's just like ginormous. Hmm. Have you made friends on these forums? Like, what what do you talk about with the other people on these forums who are into giant people? Um, I don't really talk to them because I don't like I don't want to get too involved with them. Um, I'm just kind of like a, a like a stalker on there. Like, I just read the stuff and I don't interact. Hmm. Um, so you mentioned your boyfriend and that he knows about it. How does he feel about this whole thing? I mean, I feel like you being 5'3 and him being 6'3, that's like the, that's pretty, that's the closest you can kind of get to what you're going for in reality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so we are, we have like a, a, a dominant submissive dynamic and so... <laughs> To us, it's kind of like a natural 
progression to go from, which might sound like a like a crazy to a lot of people, but to me and him, it's kind of like just a, an exaggeration of that power. Um, mm-hmm. He he doesn't like seek it on his own, but occasionally he'll be like, "Hey, <laughs> hey, put on the fairy ears." <laughs> um, <laughs> and oh my god. It's it's so ridiculous to actually like talk about this to somebody. Yeah, that was so. That was going to be my next question. Is um, you know, you've kind of been very like bashful about all this throughout the call. Is this something that you are like embarrassed about or ashamed of, or or don't you know talk to a lot of people about? Yeah, well, I'm I'm a little bit so because of like this barrier of an- anonymity. I feel like a little bit more comfortable talking about it. It's a mm-hmm. lot harder to get it out of me, like in person. Um, and I guess it doesn't help because the first person I ever told uh, told about it was my first boyfriend, and he was very like emotionally abusive, and he would use it against me and call me like a, a fucking like freak and a weirdo, and nobody would love me, you know, mm-hmm. shit like that. Mm-hmm. So it's like. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'm a little bit hesitant to bring it up, you know. Yeah. Well, I, listen, I'm I'm happy for you that you found uh, a, a new person who uh, seems like they're 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 more willing to lean into it with you and not use it against you. Yeah, I I really appreciate it, that about him. Um, Ivy, is there anything else about this whole thing that uh, you feel like you want to share now that you are in a a place where you're comfortable getting it off your chest? Um, I just hope that, you know, people, because it's something that I've repressed for so long and I'm just now coming to accept it as part of me. Um, so if there's like other people that kind of have those feelings and just like feel embarrassed or I guess any kink for that matter, as long as it's not, you know, harmful to anyone, um, she, I mean, sorry, um, people should just, you know, embrace it and kind of explore. Cause I, one thing I do when I was kind of like on this journey of discovering why I'm into it, I would just like kind of think about why am I into this and will it affect me long-term? So, um, I guess what I'm just trying to say is embrace like who you are and, there are communities out there for everything. Um, just be safe with those. Thank you for calling, Ivy. Appreciate it. Yeah. Have a good night. You too. Bye-bye. Man, Ivy really lucked out with the 6'3 boyfriend in that scenario. I, I do wonder what it is like to have a have a, a deep sexual fantasy for something that is not... Uh, compatible with reality, such as a 200-foot person, you know. I mean, listen, one of these days, uh, you know, you're going to be able to, uh, you know, Ivy's going to be able to hop on VR with some kind of like, you know, and have some kind of virtual experience where she can have sex with a 200-foot guy. Um, And you know what would be tragic is if that happened... And then she was like, 
oh, this actually isn't as great as I thought it would be. I feel like that's that's the thing with a lot of fantasies, right? And I'm just spitballing here, but but is the idea that it's just out of reach is that what keeps it compelling almost such that if if there did exist 200 foot men and she did finally have an experience with them it would almost ruin the fantasy that it becomes reality um anyway thanks you thank you thank you to Ivy for sharing uh glad that we could create a form where people are down to talk about uh having sex with 200 foot giants BP added more than 70 billion dollars to the US economy in 2022 Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer Arkea Energy and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico It's and not or See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hello? Hey, is this uh, Devin? It is. Uh, what's going on with you, Devin? Um, not much. Just uh, chilling at home right now. Drinking. Mm-hmm. Uh, how, how many drinks deep are we? Um, three mixers and three beers. Three mixed drinks and three beers. Okay, so you're you're like you're probably pretty drunk right now. Eh, got a got a nice little buzz going. Okay, All right, we can we can work with it. Yeah. We can work with the buzz. Yeah. Uh, Devin, it says here yeah. that you've been having crazy dreams that are predicting the future. Yes. Pretty, What's going on with that? Crazy stuff. Um, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna say like the ones that I remember the most. Um, there was one where, um, it was like gym time and I had a dream like probably like three months before the event happened that this kid threw a basketball at my nuts and I was in the same, like everything was in the same, uh, scenario as my dream. And I told myself, I'm like, oh, fuck, I got to prepare myself. This guy's going to throw the ball at my nuts. So I, like, covered my crotch, and he fucking threw the ball right at my crotch. And I, because of my dream, it saved my nuts that day. Interesting. That's one That's one dream I had. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. And then uh, there's another, this one was crazy because it was actually with someone. Um, I was with my friend. We were up north duck hunting, and uh, we drove past this gas station. And I had it in a dream that there was this blue pick or a green pickup truck that crashed into the gas station. And I told my buddy that I'm like, dude, I I had a dream. That was exact. I've never been there before. I'm like, I had a dream that a green pickup truck crashed in this gas station. He's like, he's like, yeah, that's kind of weird. And uh, so, anyways, we get done duck hunting. And his mom calls, calls his phone, and she's like, "Are you guys okay?" And we're like, "Yeah, we're just driving back." And she's like, "Oh, there's a huge accident at the gas station. A truck ran into it, and we drove past. There's a bunch of ambulances and shit. And uh, there was a green pickup. And my buddy just looked at me, and he's like, 
dude, that's fucking freaky. And I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't even know what to say about it. It was just, I've had a, I've had a multiple dreams like that. And it's just, it's kind of freaky. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, are those, are those the two, the two scenarios in which it's come true or, or has this happened to you many times? Uh, many times there's another one where I was taking tests and I wrote some answers on my hand, which, you know, you probably shouldn't do, but I, I didn't study. So I was being lazy and I wrote the, the answers on my hand and, um, in the dream, I got caught because the, the teacher left, but then it, he said he had to go talk to someone. And, um, but in my dream, he came back for some reason and he caught me like looking at my hand. So then, um, it was the same like scene that was in my dream. And I was like, Oh fuck, I shouldn't look at my hand. So I didn't look at my hand. And then all of a sudden he walked back in just as I put my hand away and I was like, there's a bunch of stuff like that. It's really weird. Mm. And then I also have a lot of fucked up dreams too. Do the fucked up dreams ever come true? Uh, gladly. No, they're, they're full of very gore and brutal stuff. (laughs) Okay. So I guess it's very good that they're not coming true. Um, so yeah, since these so two of let's, yeah. let's so, so since these these events have been happening, where you've been dreaming things and they've been coming true, has um has this put you on edge at all? Because I mean, look, you're saying you're having these gory dreams about fucked up shit happening. Do you ever have a, a dream of something oh, fucked yeah. up happening and you're like, oh shit? Well, these other two dreams came true. Is there a chance <laughs> that this one might come true? Oh, bless you. Yeah, I have, uh, I get pretty bad anxiety because, like, sometimes they don't always come true. And I'll be like, I'll get the deja vu. And then I'll just be like super on edge. Like, because some of them will be like the kind of gory stuff or like the brutal stuff where like someone gets murdered. And then I'll just be like freaking the fuck out. I'll be like, is this going to actually happen? And then luckily it doesn't. And, uh, yeah, it's just crazy. Hmm. But, um, yeah. And then I, I looked it up cause like the gory dreams, like, cause I talked to a couple of my friends and they're like, they're like, yeah, that's kind of fucked up. Cause like, apparently none of my other friends have like super gory and like detailed dreams that they remember. And I looked it up and it was like, supposedly like nightmare syndrome. And we're, but it said it is like, um, it comes from trauma, but I've, I've never really had any trauma. So I, I don't know where that comes from. Have you looked up, uh, dreams that predict real life events? I've, I've not, I probably should do that. Cause that's a lot of them. Oh, not a, probably. I don't know. There's there's a yeah. good amount that have come true where it's kind of it's a little weird. Yeah, these are definitely you know this is this is interesting because these are definitely freaky scenarios. You know the uh, truck the one. Kid. Was, the truck one really was over the top. That one yeah, was the weird. truck one was crazy. The I mean the football thing 
also pretty crazy. Um, it's mm. interesting because I'm I, I'm I'm skeptical, right? I'm not a you know I'm not a spirit guy. I'm not a everything happens for a reason guy. Uh, I I don't I I'm not really like deterministic in my thoughts about things happening in the universe but you know if what you tell me is true then I don't know man maybe it is just a a, a couple of very freaky coincidences I mean what do you think do you think that you are genuinely predicting the future here or are these coincidences I I think a little bit maybe it's I don't know if, like, our minds can, like, because, like, I don't know, this is just from, like, Facebook and shit, but, like, our our brain only works, like, 30% or 10% of what it actually does. And, like, maybe Limitless. it's, yeah, maybe it's just, like, every so-and-so, it just, like, can predict the future or, like, foreshadow, because, like, biologically our bodies are designed to like survive. I don't know. It's just <laughs> crazy shit. Mm. Um, well, thanks for sharing all this, man. Does this ever like give you, uh, we kind of touched on this a little bit, but I mean, day to day, does it give you anxiety to think that you might have a dream that might come true of some fucking weird thing? Um, a little bit. Um, like, and then, like some of the some of the dreams I have, like I'll be awake, and I'll like. It's weird because like I go in like third person, and like oh, this is gonna sound really fucked up, but like I was with shopping with my older brother, and then all of a sudden like, um, I just like saw like someone just like walk up to him and start stabbing him and I just like and then all of a sudden like I came to and then like noise came back and then I was just like that didn't happen it was just like some like there's a couple of times where it's happened when I'm awake mm. it's just yeah mm. so pretty, this pretty thing of, of of you in third person watching you watching you watch your brother get stabbed this happened while you were awake yeah we're shopping somewhere at this was a few years ago and like i, th- I think it was with a pencil too just like some random person was just starting like stabbing him and i'm just like and i couldn't do anything i was just like frozen Mm. And I was like watching. It, it was weird. Just it like sounds weird like a, uh, now we're we're in the territory where both of us are trying to be sciency in ways that we have no business being. But do you have like narcolepsy yeah. or something like that? Uh, I'm not sure. That'd be crazy. Huh. That would be crazy. Go to a guy. Go. I mean, or you know, whatever. Go to a per- Go to a thing. Go to someone who does sleep stuff. See what's going on. I think it'd be worth was, it if you're was, if you're passing out in the middle of the day, you're thinking about your brother getting stabbed. Sorry, what did you say? Yeah, um, I talked to one of my friends, and she she uh, suggested that I do that. Yeah, so I think that's a good idea. Be a therapist or something, but yeah, just might do that. 
Um, but, uh, Devin, is there anything else you want to say to the people at the computer before we go? Um, just want to say, um, if you have someone that you love, um, if it's something they want to do, whether it's like something silly, just like, and you don't want to do it, just kind of do it to like, cause they want to do it, you know? And then just like, even if it's something like stupid, like go dancing in the rain or go get ice cream and you, you don't want to just do it. Just kind of be there for them, you know, cause you never know what someone's going through. And then, um, if I could just give a shout out to my buddy Ian, he loves your, um, podcast too. And he's a big fan. We, we've been following you since you started this. So thank you, it. man. Thank you to Ian. Yeah. Uh, those are nice words. I like that. Go with the flow. Even if you oh, don't yeah, feel like sure. it because you care about the person wanting ice cream. It's nice. Oh yeah. Yeah. Thank you for calling Devin. Uh, yeah. Hope you have a great rest of your night, bud. You too. Bye. That was interesting from Devin. These dreams. Like I said, I'm, I, I, you know, we get spiritually this is i wouldn't put this under the uh, spiritual category but uh it's definitely freaky and um crap what was that guy what was his name what i fuck i don't know names of people but whatever and uh the caller um he definitely did he wasn't leaning into the idea that's what i thought was interesting about this call is this caller was not leaning into the idea that he is some kind of psychic. He is not convinced of his own abilities. He's he's in the midst of wrestling with them, which I find very fascinating. Uh, and I hope that he does go to a, a, a sleep person thing and figure out what's going on. Because it sounds like there's something going on. And I would be curious to know what that is. Yellow. Hello. Is this Trey? Is this the gecko? Yeah. yeah What's up, Trey? Trey? So basically, man, um, I'm gonna go from like uh, a ten thousand people school to a three hundred people school, and you know, I got kicked out. I made some bad decisions, and okay. basically, this has been one of the most roughest years of my life because I'm losing credits because. Um, I'm going from a big campus to a small campus and they don't have as many classes, as many electives, you know, and my parents are really, they're really mad at me. You know, they weren't, they weren't mad at me at the start. You know, they told me everyone makes mistakes, but now I'm losing like a lot of things that I had going for me. And I don't know. It's just, just kind of, I don't know. I live in a, I live in a, really unpopulated place in Georgia and my parents, you know, I'm a very smart kid and this is going to be my senior year. So I don't know. All right. So you're 18 years old, senior in high school. Um, and you were kicked out of where you were going and placed to a smaller class. Um, how recently were you kicked out? Uh, I was kicked out, let me think, 
It had to be April, April, because it was my birthday. So April. Okay. It was two weeks before my birthday. Okay. And um, you said that a lot of the things you had going for you have been ruined by this. What were some of those things? Okay, so um, I'm actually very good in coding. Um, I want to pursue cyber technology, um, um, making um, scripts and writing code. And I have, I was on the way to get at least like five credits in two different uh, technology classes. And the school I'm going to doesn't have any electives at all. So I can't continue that unless I do. Um, I go to another school and there's not one near me. So I'd have well, to literally move if okay, I wanted so, to pursue that. So let's get into that really, really. Is that is that the main one or are there others uh, when, when it comes yeah, to things that you one. had going for you? That's the main one is the coding thing? Okay. That, yeah, so the main one. what is it that you wanted to do with coding? Exactly. You said you wanted to go into you know, information I, technology. I'm sorry if you if you could repeat that. I actually enjoy I actually enjoy writing games. Um, that was one of the things I like doing. I know that's kind of like cliche, but it actually is fun to make video games, like handheld video games. I enjoy that a lot. Well, Trey, you know, uh, here's some great news for you, man. Is that um. You know there are there are a few careers out there that really require you to go to school and luckily you can learn how to code on fucking YouTube and you don't need to be in any sort of formal school to know how to do it. I just get I just get so, I, the, the whole reason I'm just calling you, I just, I've made my parents so disappointed in me and the surrounding family. And I'm kind of just at the point where, you know, if I don't figure out something to show on paper to them, that they're not going to be proud of me at all. I wake up okay. every day and see failure. You know what I mean? It's just, they, they don't even look at me the same. And I know that's kind of, that sounds like bad parenting, but it kind of is. Because they don't, they don't show the same kind of hierarchy to me as they did before. And it's just like, mm-hmm. where'd that go? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I have a couple things that I'm feeling. Is, um, well, okay, when we first started this, you said to me, you said to me, you said I'm a smart guy. Um, so clearly... You have, you know, outside of what your parents think of you at this very moment, you have, um, and maybe it fluctuates day to day, but it's there, this rock of self-esteem and rock of knowledge that you are a capable human being, or else you wouldn't have said that little thing. That you know that you're smart. Yeah. Um, so that's there. Because I, I, it's just, you know, every year um, at the award ceremonies, I've taken them things. I've, I've, I've always been a straight A student and I don't want to tell, I don't want to say what I got kicked out for. It was pretty bad. 
but um, I made a dumb decision. I shouldn't have done what I did. And they they were cool with it for about, I'd say, two weeks. They were cool with me getting kicked out. And then it came to what school are you going to go to? What are you going to do with your life? Are you, are you serious right now? You got yourself kicked out. Are you kidding me? It, it's just the things like that. Like, my dad, he was he was so chill with me when they when they were in the, the meeting room with um our headmaster or whatever. And he just you know, he was like, We're gonna get through this, we're gonna we're gonna do better and then after that it just went out the roof, you know what I mean? I'm sorry to get kinda of emotional because like I'm sorry. No, you don't have to be sorry. I know this isn't that big of a deal. No, 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 no. Uh I'm actually happy to talk to you about this stuff. Um so your mom and your dad uh, mm-hmm. do they both have similar feelings uh, uh, towards the situation? My mom, more, my mom was more comforting um, in the beginning, and then you know she because I'm, I'm I've always been her babe, you know her little mm-hmm. everything, and then all of a sudden my dad he wants to come in and. I feel like maybe it is leaning more towards my dad because he's always thought highly of me and he's always been proud of me and all of a sudden he just takes it away. Hmm. Hmm. These, uh... But I do think my mom is kind of... Go ahead. I think she's kind of leaning on the side of... I think my mom is kind of leaning on the side of... She's She's got, like... She believes in me still, but I don't think my dad really does. And I think my dad really thinks I'm a failure and everything. Um, I don't know. I just, what do you... I know, I'm what, crying. What, <laughs> t- t- tell, me, tell me this. Uh, so, Trey, tell me this. The, your, your parents' proudness in you, what do you believe it is based on? I'd have to say with my mom, she's just proud of me in general of me doing, you know, anything, anything. And my dad, I think it would have to be materialistic value. You know, Mm. he's only proud of me when I do something that is beneficial to my life or beneficial to him as a person that makes him look good. I don't think it was ever necessarily him being proud of something that made me benefit. I think he's selfish. Mm-hmm. That's that's basically the root of it. I think my dad's selfish. He's a he's like like a breadwinner, and I just I in all honesty, I've thought about dropping out because I know that there is careers like that. But at the same time, I know it's just going to make it ten times worse for me because he's just going to think ten times more that I'm a failure. But at the same time, I just want to shove it in his face that I've graduated and I've done what I knew I could because I am smart I make good grades I just made a dumb decision and my dumb decision had nothing to do with academics you know mm-hmm. I it was just a dumb it was just a dumb thing you know actually I don't care what I, what I did I smoked weed in the bathroom and they you really <laughs> that's it you smoked yeah. weed in the bathroom yeah Oh, Trey. Yeah. Trey, 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 Trey. Trey, man, listen, let me tell you something, okay? You you have, um, as I said before, 
you have, uh, and you know this, your um, confidence in yourself. It's there. I'm sure it fluctuates. I'm sure that there are still external factors that influence it that would be better if it didn't influence it. Um, All I, I feel like you should do is water that internal confidence. You're lucky that it's that it's there, and now all you have to do is is water it. Um, your father only seeing, only having pride in you based on materialistic things is very much his problem. And you're not going to arrive at this overnight. You're extremely young, but eventually over time, uh, as you do your thing and pursue what is important to you, uh, as, as you know that you will, I think you will develop a calmness when you think of, of your relationship with your father, if that makes sense, like, like you'll come to peace with this whole thing of like, my dad only sees value in me from material objects and like, you know, God bless him. That has no effect on me and my life and my confidence because my confidence, my life, my self-esteem, my pride in myself comes from things that, that I know and I believe to be true. Comes from things that are important to me. You know, I don't know what is important to you. Um, in fact, let's get into that real quick. What, what What is it that makes you proud of yourself? You know, when I accomplish something that, like, I've, I've been wanting to do, like when I learned a new skill, or when I'm, when I finally, you know, figure something out, you know, the biggest, I think the biggest accomplishment um, of my life was, you know, becoming good at something, you know, just in general. I, I like to, I like to just be good at things, you know, like I don't ever want to just look at myself and say, I can't do it. I want to try and, and do it. I, I don't know. I just feel like, I feel like this was like a big, just like a bump in the road for me because I've always had the mentality of if you want it, go get it. And now I can't. Why? Why can't you? What do you mean you can't? I I just... There's just so much holding me back. I've literally... I, I well, can't like, move like, out. If I moved out, you know, I'm going to get harassed by my dad. And he's just going to... He's just going to just... Just disown me. If if I tried to, to not pass school, you know, he's just going to be in my ear about it. I just... I just I just want to do my best while I can. And if my best is not good enough for him, actually, you know, he can screw it. Now that I think about it, because Mm -hmm. I've done, I've done, I've done the most I can do. I'm generally like the perfect son to him. Yes, but we in the bathroom because I was trying to get high. I was trying to get high, bro. And it felt good. (laughs) It did. It felt good. I I had a blinker. And the only reason they found out is because I fell, I fell out in middle class. Trey, please, Trey, Trey, if, if 
please let, let if if no if nobody in your life or who you've been talking to in the past few weeks has has told you this yet, uh, I I am honored to to hope hopefully not be the first, but I am honored to tell you that um, although you smoked weed in a bathroom, there is uh, remains many 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 opportunities uh, for for you to be successful in life that that uh does absolutely nothing to define you in any way at all uh i i think it's horrible that you feel as though it does um because it's such a nothing thing i smoke weed in bathrooms uh all the time every day (laughs) uh and things are going pretty decent um Dude, please don't. Please, please, please don't let this yeah. be. Dude, please, please don't let this change your perspective of yourself and, and, and your opportunities in life. Please don't. I know that because you're like, I remember being in high, fucking high school and everything was like life and death and shit. But please, I'm telling you, it's not. Please don't feel this way, even if your dad is trying to get you to feel this way or your mom or whatever guidance counselor person is trying to get you to feel this way. The the, the world does not work like that, even though you have people around you convincing you it does. It really doesn't. And um, you're not some fucking guy who, you know, you, you I, we, I, we can all tell that you have the desire to do shit. And that's all that you need, man. You have that. You have the internet at your disposal. You have all the infinite resources you could possibly need to learn these skills that you want to learn. And dude, fucking go for it. Please please don't let the fact that you got suspended when you were 18 for smoking weed in the bathroom have any effect on your belief as to what you can do with your life moving forward. I mean, that's crazy, man. You're going to look back on this when you're... 24 and you're gonna be like that was uh, funny you want to know something else that's really fucked up about this situation sure my girlfriend of six months um that i was dating um we met in middle school and we've been like best friends and finally last year i finally popped her the question you know do you do you think you want to be more than friends um mm-hmm. The day that I got kicked out of school, I was blocked on everything. Um, her mother called me, told me to come and get some of my things from her house, and that she didn't want to be involved with her daughter anymore at all. Um, and I haven't heard her since. And that was that was, that was my best friend. Ah, uh, fuck you, uh, Trey, Trey, man, you're cutting out a little bit. But are you saying that she dumped you because you got caught smoking weed in the bathroom? Yes, exactly. Exactly. Trey, exactly. man. And I think it was kind of from her. Ah, Trey. Trey, Trey listen, I know, I know that... <laughs> Trey, I know that, you know, you're, you're in high school and this shit all feels very, very real right now. But, dude... Yes. Dude. I, oh, my God, dude. You know... You know, it's funny, man. I, 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 it's fun talking to you because I, I remember, like, I because I did shit like that, you know, fucking taking weed edibles and going to class and shit. And it's just like, you, you at the, at this period in your life, you're living in such a like 
defined. So like everything in high school, like there's this rule book and if it's against the rules, it's bad. And if it isn't, it's, you know, getting grades is good and smoking weed is bad. And in the real world, there's no fucking binaries of, of rules of of things like this. I, I'm fucking kind of rambling here. But dude, if anything, bottom line, Trey, can I tell you this? Bottom line, focus on what you want, man. You seem like you want to pursue skills. You seem like you want to learn. You seem like you want to pursue coding. You want to make games. You want to do things like that. Dude, just do that. Don't get all in your head. Uh, don't let your dad get in your head. Don't let this girl get in your head. Don't let the school thing get in your head. Don't let your mom get in your head. Just really focus on going on YouTube, going on Reddit, whatever it is where you can learn how to do the things that you want to do. And when you get out into the real world... You'll learn that, you know, as long as you have this skill that you can use to provide value to other people, nobody's going to give a fuck if you smoked weed in the bathroom. And I'm sure eventually you will find a nice girl to hang out and, and smoke weed in bathrooms with. So, so please, man, I'm really telling you, please don't let your dad or your mom or any of these I'm saying it again because I really believe it don't let any of these people get into your head man just don't alright please take it from me man like it, you seem like this learning these skills is important to you just hunker down and do that don't let anyone else get into your head and you're gonna find yourself in a much much it's gonna take some time but you're gonna find yourself in a much better position a few years from now, where you'll be able to look back on this, and it'll be funny. And also, you know, at this age, when you're reliant on your parents for things, your relationship with them is so much different. And I promise you, when you eventually do get to the point, as I know you will, because you are a smart guy, and you are, you know, inclined towards making something of yourself and, and learning skills to provide value, you will eventually make enough money to live on your own, to eat food on your own, to pay for your own fucking phone bill, and you won't need your parents financially. And when that happens, your relationship with them is going to be so much better because it'll all be elective. You won't need anything from them, and it'll just be so much better. Yeah. I don't know if any of the things I'm... I'm saying to you or are resonating but let me just tell you one thing uh it was like it was a good a process for me that i got to do this because <clears throat> i just i really like i really like bonding with people you know because they make me feel a lot better a lot better about myself and the chat like really boosted my ego a little bit and you know i sound a lot happier now i just i just feel like this made my day 10 times better my week even maybe even my month because i haven't really been talking to anybody i've been really secluded i've just been kind of doing my own thing and i feel like i need to get out and try to make something better of myself because i actually was being that failure that he told me i was so mm -hmm. you know what i just thank you thank you i'm i'm, I'm happy that this happened Good man, thank you for talking to me about that. I'm, I'm. You know what? I actually, you know what? yeah, yeah. Hit me. You want to know something? Hit me. If I want to smoke a fat ass dab pen after this, I will because <laughs> I'm about to get high as fuck. That's what I'm gonna do. And fuck if he walks in my room, I'm gonna laugh at him. I'm gonna laugh at him. That's what I'm gonna do. 
Trey, listen, uh, man, That's you know, I'm, I'm glad I got to talk to you, too, because I just, dude, I remember fucking being in high school and everyone had their sort of idea of what success was and whatnot, and I felt really constrained by it, and I don't know, I, 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 I hope that you, you know, find it in yourself to define what success is for yourself and, and pursue it and not let anyone else get in your head about it. And I won't. I won't. I'm gonna. I'm gonna do better than this day, man. Fuck what other people Beautiful. say. I'm bossed up, bro. I'm bossed up. Trey, is there anything else you want to say to the people at the computer before we go? Fuck bitches, get money. Thanks for calling, Trey. You're welcome. Love you. Love all y'all. Trey, Trey, there's one important thing I forgot to tell you. Trey, there's one important thing I forgot to tell you, and I and I, and I sort of um, there's one important thing I forgot to tell you, and I, I I I this is important, Trey. So listen to this, because I didn't tell you this, um, because I was hearing I was hearing this in your voice a little bit. Um, don't go into the whole. At the very end, you were all like, well, fuck my dad and fuck my mom and fuck them and fuck this and fuck you and fuck these people and fuck all this. Don't, don't, I understand the inclination to have that, um, I understand the inclination to have that be a guiding force for you because it, it you know, it riles you up and gets you motivated, but it's not a sustainable form of energy. Uh, and it only will reinforce their role as puppet masters in your life. So if you're listening, um, don't, you know, don't go and make a bunch of successful video games or apps or get a job you really wanted or anything like that in the name of proving your parents wrong. That's not a good reason to do things. And it, 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 still holds you captive to their grasp. Do it because you want to do it. Do it because you believe in yourself. Don't do it for them. Treat your parents with nothing but love and appreciation. Uh, And part of that love and appreciation is disagreeing with them and their ideas of what success and failure is. But don't let yourself, you know, don't let your train run on the energy of of, you know, fuck them and I want to prove them wrong because it's not going to work out for you doing that. That was all I had left to say. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. What is going on with you, Melina? Oh, I'm just hanging out, you know, just the usual. I'm about to maybe go in the pool with my nieces and my sister. And um, the only person here who knows who you are is my brother. (laughs) Um, that's totally fine. Uh, well, Melina, is there a reason why you called in today? Anything in particular you wanted to talk about? 
Yeah, yeah. So I just recently started um, becoming a stripper. Now, I live in San Diego, so I strip in San Diego. So I figured there was probably a lot of things we could talk about with me being a baby stripper. Okay. Tell me those things. What, uh, uh, well, what inspired you to start, uh, uh, to start stripping? Well, what inspired me? Well, I mean, I don't know if this is going to sound just like totally awful, but I know a lot of people listening will probably relate. Um, I've kind of like always wanted to be a stripper. So I was probably in like third grade when I'm in love with a stripper came out. And, you know, I grew up with five older sisters. As you can hear in the background, I have a a gigantic family. And um, yeah. And on that note, my aunt also used to be a stripper. When I was in high school, she actually used to dance at the same club that I dance at now. So, I mean, there's just a lot of reasons. My mom used to be a dance instructor before I was born. And, like, my first concert was, like, Eminem and Little John and Eastside Boys when I was nine. My mom took me. So, yeah, I mean, it's kind of like, why not? But I also had some things happen in life where, like, I had to come up with a lot of money really quickly. And I couldn't work, like, normal business hours because I come from, like, the corporate world. And I also used to manage, like, a lot of different things. Um, So it's not like, you know... I needed to be a stripper, but I did for the money and I did for the hours. And it just was something I always wanted to do. And the bad thing that happened in my life kind of led me to like this one good thing in my eyes, which is the silver lining that I get to do something I've always wanted to do. So you said that you've always wanted to do this. Um, it says you're 27 years old. Why did you uh, uh, wait until, um, you know, so late to to pursue this? Well, I'm 26, almost 27, um, but because I was always in, like, relationships and, like, long-term ones, um, you know, I was in one for a really long time when I was in high school, so for about eight years, my high school sweetheart and I were together until I was about 23, and then, um, you know, like, a few things in between, you know, us breaking up there, a few different, like, relationships, but then another long-term relationship, which ended up being the father of my child. So I also have a 10-month-old son. So it's like, that's actually what happened where now I need to, you know, come up with money really quickly is I'm in, I'm in a custody battle for my son right now. And I can't pay the lawyer's fees and I can't pay all that kind of stuff. So I was like, hey, I mean, it's legal. It's a license. Like I talked yeah. to my lawyer about it. So it just kind of seemed like the right thing to do. Like it was also not gonna lie like a pain point for my for the father of my child for my baby daddy he was always like oh like you cannot do that even though i would ask him he wouldn't let me have only fans you know he wouldn't let me dance so now it's like not only do i get to do that because like we're apart but now like i need to because he's taking me through this nasty custody battle so you know it kind of works so out. um what how long have you been in this custody battle for um, since my baby was six months old, so five months now. Okay. Um, and you are not on good terms yeah. with the father? No, we're not on good terms with each other. Okay. Um, do you it's see... It's mostly like his parents, because the father's a lot younger than me, so yeah. Do you see yourself being able to eventually work this out and get it to a less stressful place? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I feel like it's actually leveling out right now. 
Um, like I have my next court dates coming up. It's lovely and out right now. I see my son a lot. And so that's good. And the time that I see my son's only going to increase. So like that part of the situation is really bad. But like I said, just trying to like look at the silver lining, which is like, this is something I've always wanted to do. And now I mm-hmm. get to do it. And it's also helping me get through my situation. So and I feel like it's almost leveling out right now. And and the, the relationship with the uh, father of the child, um, you know, is it... Is it sort of catastrophic to a point where, you know, you don't think it will settle down and you guys will be able to co-parent together? Because I, I feel like that's got to be difficult um, if you're not in a situation where, you know, you're not even on speaking terms with the father of your child because uh, you guys have so many things that, you know, you have to work out between each other. Right, right. I think that eventually it will because... And that's getting into something like a lot like different and deeper, which I mean, hey, we can get into it. But we, me and him, like we have a lot of the same beliefs. Like I like to say even now, like there's a reason I chose him to be the father of my child. Like I do have like faith and trust in him. And like we do have a lot of the same beliefs and everything. And he and I truly believe that like we're soulmates. And, you know, like if we don't find each other again in this dimension, in that love sense, like we will find it again in another one. And we're definitely always both going to be the parents to this child and we love him more than anything on this earth like me and the father both love the child more than anything on the planet so i think that we will always be able to come back to a point where we we can reconcile the differences at least to co-parent but i would go beyond that to say that we might get to the point where we could be back together and as long as it's a few years down the line and we both get like the help that we need Okay, that's uh, that's good to hear that you have uh, some optimism for the future of that relationship. I'm hoping that the optimism for the future of that relationship is, uh, you know, uh, comes from a, a grounded place where you can still operate and do do your stuff without, uh, I, I guess, holding out for this guy. Um, so has your your family? It sounds like you're very very much a family oriented person. Yes, yes. And uh, has your family been supportive of of your decision to go into stripping? Um, Oddly enough, my dad has been the most supportive, uh, like my actual father. And yeah, but other than that, my whole family knows, which I've found is not super common. Like when I'm talking to other dancers, like a lot of the dancers' families don't even know. So I feel like the fact that like my family knows and like I'm able to be open with them about it is them being supportive enough, you know, like they're not always going to like everything that I do, but my dad is super supportive and um, yeah, actually just gave me a big chunk of money to upgrade my license so I can dance at different clubs, which means more money. So yeah, I feel like my family's been super, super supportive. And I mean, like right now I'm standing in my brother's room talking about this in front of him and he's 18. So I mean, they're as supportive as they can be, right? (laughs) Have you always had a a really good relationship with your dad? With my dad, no. Always been actually like a really bad relationship. It was not until all of this happened with my son that my relationship kind of with my dad kind of got back together. Interesting. What? How do you feel? Because I was like, at like the lowest point in my life. How do How do you feel like your son sort of changed the dynamic between you and your dad? 
Um, because I was at the lowest point of my life, and even at the end of my pregnancy there, I was getting sick often. So, like, you know, throwing up for, like, 16 hours at a time and needing to be carried down the stairs into, like, the emergency room type thing. And there was a couple times that, that we had no choice but to call my dad to come help, like, carry me. And so that was, like, you know, kind of, like, broke the ice. But then after I had my son, like, this is my first child, and my dad doesn't have a good relationship with my sister and her kids. So I mm-hmm. feel like he was, like, excited, kind of like a clean slate and wanted to, like, sure, you yeah. know, move past everything for that reason. But when everything happened with my son, like when I actually like, you know, broke up with my the, my baby daddy and, you know, we went through this custody battle, we started it. My dad was one of the only people that was like there for me. You know what I mean? Like it was actually like a super bad situation um, where I needed to be like taken out of another state and brought back home. And my dad like ends up paying like a $400 like cab fee to get me down, you know, to the airport and, you know, like make sure I got on the flight and everything like that. So I feel like he kind of used that catastrophe in my life to, like, show that he can be there for me now, even though he wasn't when I was a kid. So, yeah. Mm. Okay, so so, so he, he kind of wasn't stepping up to the plate for you while you were growing up. And uh, he saw this as an opportunity to show you that he's changed and that he wants to be an active part of your life and, and help you out. Yeah, especially because it is about my son, you know, so it's like the biggest part of my life. Like, I feel like I was made to be a mom, you know, like this totally destroyed my life when this happened. And so, yeah, like him stepping in and saying, like, we'll do what we have to do to make sure that we maintain your son's presence in your life. But like, it was like the most impactful thing he could have done. So, yeah. That's awesome. It sounds like you're surrounded by by good people that and, and also it kind of sounds like it took you a while for everyone to kind of get on this solid footing that everyone's on oh yeah definitely what would you say i mean before we go and i I appreciate you sharing all this stuff with us what would you say or like you know at this very moment because it sounds like you went through a lot of conflict and the conflict is kind of settling and resolving what would you say are the biggest pain points in your life right now that you that you hope to resolve um, that I don't have uh, 50% custody of my child. Like, I want, you know, to raise him equally with his father. That drives, like, every thought and everything in my brain, you know? So that's why I was like, when I tried to, when I thought about calling in, it's funny because I tried not to talk about this, but here we are talking about it anyway. Not because I didn't want to, but because, you know, like, you don't always do, like, these serious discussions and everything. Um, but yeah, like my son is like the forefront of every thought in my brain. So that really still is a pain point for me is that, you know, I'm missing his infancy. It's hard to see him because I see him four times a week. And so that's a lot. But every time I see him, it's something new. Like he'll have like a new tooth or like now he can Mm. stand or he can clap Mm. or he can say Mm. mama, you know, Mm. and it's like I miss all of that up until that point. And so it's like the borderline of being grateful that I still get to see it, but also like the pain of knowing that I don't see him all of the time and I don't get to put him to bed at night and stuff like that. It also does hurt that, you know, everything with my, the father of my child, like, of course I wish it hadn't happened that way. And like, I wish that we would have worked out. So that's still a pain point, but obviously I do go to a real therapist, like obviously multiple times a week. 
So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, but those are the two things that really stick with me. But I try to focus on the happy parts and like do what I can because, you know, you can't go back and change anything, but you can only go forward. Well, uh, Melina, uh, thank you for sharing all that stuff. I, I'm, uh, you know, I remember when at the beginning of this, when I asked you how the custody battle is, 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 seems like it's resolving that you said that it is hopefully going in a, uh, a good direction for you where you'll be able to see your son at least 50% of the time. Uh, I hope that works out for you. Uh, I'm glad to hear that, uh, you know, I mean, this doesn't sound like it's the first time in your life where you've experienced something uh, tumultuous that then ended up, you know, working out for you. Uh, I'm glad to hear that you have a lot of good people around you and that things are settling in a good way. Uh, sounds like you very much enjoy the stripping. I feel like, you know, you called in mainly to talk about that, but I feel like we got into sort of the, this overall portrait of your life. Um, right, right. And yeah, good luck to you. Yeah, I, I you know, we're, uh, everyone's, everyone's kind <laughs> of trying to like attain this harmony of every, you know, their personal life and their you know what they're doing for money and how things are going with their family and their friends and you 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 sound like you're getting there so uh you know good luck to you in the future and um is there anything else you want to say to the people at computer before you go um yeah just if there's anything that you want to do just go for it because when i first went into audition for this strip club i had never stepped foot in the strip club and you know it was one of the most nerve-wracking things that i've ever done but that goes for anything you know like follow your heart and definitely like listen to your gut feeling but don't be afraid to take that jump because sometimes it's like the best thing that could have ever happened for you it's not as scary as it seems thank you for calling melina Thank you. Have a good day, Gek. Love you. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.